My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Don't have time to work out? Well, that's where our free 10-minute classes come into your life. You can go ahead and sign up over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days and we'll send you five days of 10-minute classes, yoga, Pilates, all of the goodness to make you feel absolutely amazing. Emma, are you excited? Oh, yes. These are my favorite classes. Bring it on. We'll see you super soon on the mat over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash five days. Welcome to episode 316 on the Get Married podcast, and we are so excited to be here. We sure are. And today, I'm excited about this topic because obviously, if you've been with us here for a while, if you've been listening to us for all these years now, far out, you know we've had a big journey with this whole, I guess, mindset around change and especially change to self, whether that's like a, a the way you look, like a body change or a mindset change or a uh, uh, life change. Mm. Uh, you know, I think when we first began, it began from a place of, I don't like who I am now, so I'm going to change because then I'll love myself. And, you know, the, the thing with that mindset is that that then I love myself, that really never comes because you never love yourself. Even with the changes that you do make, it never comes. So then we went on this self-acceptance journey where, you know, we realized that the only way to loving myself in the future is to love myself now or accept if that if that makes more sense to you than the word self-love. And now we're talking about kind of the full circle where, okay, I accept myself I am happy, I'm content with who I am, I'm proud of myself, but hey, I want to make a change. How do I do this in a way that doesn't take me back to that old mindset of I'm not good enough, only if I make these changes, then I'll be good enough, then I'll accept myself. Because I think once you have experienced that first mindset, you can feel yourself go back there from time to time and it's all about coming back to the truth that you are amazing, you are enough just as you are. Yeah, and then I think also with the practice of self-acceptance, sometimes some people can, I think it can be misunderstood in that it means no change. Yeah. Like it means like you're not allowed to change almost. And then Mm. like, and I've seen this like online where people question it, uh, like I thought you were about this, but now you're doing this and I'm confused. But really change is inevitable in life mm. and you are allowed to want to make a change mm. that's totally fine i think it's about questioning the reason why behind the change and also 
the how are going to go about the change. Yeah. Because that's where it's even easier when you were saying, oh, to fall back into the mindset. Because for me, if I was to fall back into that mindset, what that would also mean is how I go about the change. Yeah, that's very which, true. Which would be like some, and I'm talking here weight loss, some 12-week only eat this amount of calories, must go to the gym two times, blah, blah, blah. And the how would be really awful. Yeah. And I think, you know, the reality is that we could never actually go back to that old mindset because Mm. we know too much now. Like once you dive and delve a little bit deeper into, you know, the reasons why diet culture is so toxic and is so loud in our society once you do more research in that area you never ever can go back to where you know where we were at where we thought the only way to fit in and to be good enough was to be skinny yeah like literally now I could never believe that because I see the lies in it and see the that that belief came from being surrounded by toxic media seeing what was on tv as teenagers and kids So we could never go back to that. But I think through a journey of self-acceptance, you know, maybe there comes a time where you almost feel like, no, I don't need to change. Like I'm self-accepting myself. Like I don't want to change. I'm happy who I am with exactly who I am. Uh, And then it comes to the point where it's like, oh, actually, no, I do want to make these changes because of X, Y, Z, because maybe, okay, we're going to stick to talking about physical changes here because I want to run and feel really fit or I want to lift that heavy weight. Uh, I'm, I know more about bone density. I want to exercise so my bone density stays healthy and good for as many years as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's where the reasons why you want to make the change are completely different. Yeah, and then I think also when you just said that, it's the realisation that the change you want to make isn't the change you want to make. Yeah, it's <laughs> at true. all. Like it not, it's not the same as what it yeah, ever was. Because when you change your reason why, the change you're actually wanting to make isn't anything to do with a, a physical look, yeah, like a, a look of what it is. It's a feeling. Yeah, that's very true. Because yeah, like I can totally. I think that how amazing it is to have your reason why of. I want to increase my bone density so as I age I have less risk of breaking my hip yeah or breaking my leg or breaking my arm yeah and I think that that is such a an, a great reason why because I want to I want to be able to feel strong yeah. for longer I want to be able to walk up the stairs without yeah. uh having to stop halfway through yeah and I think as well I mean, as you get older, I think you begin to look at life very differently, right? Like even our ages, early 30s, I'm nearly mid-30s, nearly. Uh, You start to look at life a little differently, I think, in an aspect of time. And, you know, it's so funny when you're young, you get so obsessed with these dumb things like what you look like and your weight. It's like, geez, what a waste of bloody time. If only I realized that time is not forever. It's not infinite. We don't have an infinite amount of time on this planet. Why am I wasting my precious minutes thinking about my weight? The, like the number oh, on the scale. Or what I look like. It's like it's it's scary and I'm so grateful that we figured this out at, at a young age because – Life is precious and it can be taken from us at any time. And I think as we get older, we begin to realize the the 
the, I, I don't know, the gratitude, firstly, for every moment that we have left, but the also reality. the reality <laughs> and the, like it's a bit scary and anxiety-inducing, really, to mm. think that, yeah, life is precious and my moments with the people I love is not forever, so how can I make the most of it? And you know what? I want to be able to move and lift things and live life as best as possible, like ability-wise, mm. for as long as possible. So what's going to help me do that? Yeah, looking after my body, looking after my health, maybe making changes where I need to make changes, as in like pushing myself a little bit more in my Pilates or yoga or maybe going, trying to go for a run again, even though I really don't like running. I don't want to run. I hate running. You don't have to run. No, I don't have to run. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Uh, yeah, so I think this is interesting. I think another big reason why I think is like your mental health. Like when yes. we're talking about exercise, oh, it's yes. turned into this exercise discussion. Uh, I guess because it's like a really – I think this is a really easy thing for everyone to relate to. I feel like this kind of change mm. is very easy to relate to. I don't know of anyone in my life that I've met who hasn't once wanted to change something about their body. I'm trying to – like someone, one person once told me, but I don't believe them Well, because of their actions. Yeah, I think she would say that, but then the actions don't say don't speak those words. And because she wanted so many other changes mm. in other aspects of the of her life, it wasn't true. Yeah. Because self-acceptance isn't just a physical thing. No. It's a, how much money we have. It's a, the work we do. It's, uh, it's everything. It's what we can afford to achieve and do in life. Like, oh, I want to go on that holiday. I don't have that. I'm going to be miserable. Mm. Like, this is what self-acceptance is all about. And, you know, when you speak about it so openly – like it, it kind of shocks me, I think, to think that we would ever allow ourselves to be depressed and unhappy and ungrateful just because I am not 10 kilos lighter or I don't have uh, a six-figure annual salary or whatever it might be or I can't afford to, to bring my kids to the overseas trip and every other kid at their fancy school can. Like this is all BS, and it's surface level stuff and we need to be stronger than those things. Well, they're really distractions, aren't they? From the truth. From the from the truth of what life is about. Yeah. And also from the bigger problems in life. Like yeah. Climate change. Uh it keeps us small. Like not accepting ourselves keeps us small. Yeah. And I guess like it's like these mindsets and these I guess desires like they're all it's all fine to desire these things but but it's when we desire these things and want these things and it allows us to suffer mm. like when we are so depressed and upset because I don't have that I want that over there and because I don't have it I'm going to be angry and sad and depressed and then oops 5 years later but and really, I still am angry and depressed and sad all suffering stems from desire yes and this is like a this is a a buddhist mm. um i guess theory belief yeah, wow. from wanting something other than what you're not 
or what you have, yeah. wanting something more than what you already have. So, and this is what this podcast is about. How do we desire change? How do we desire things, but enjoy the road? Yes, because the thing is, we are allowed to desire things yes. and we are allowed to want to change something or many things. But yeah, how do we make sure that the journey toward from A to B, so that line between A to B, how do we make sure that line is an enjoyable process because mm. really when we think about it in the big scheme of things, and I'm sure we've said this a million times, that line between A and B is the life itself. Mm. Like that is where the magic happens. That is like the whole idea of that, that quote, <laughs> me and Joel just bought a van and we're doing it up and it came with this sticker of John Lennon and Yoko and it's like life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Mm-hmm. This is so true. And life is the line between A and B and your plan to get to B. Yeah. Life is happening. Exactly. So it's like, and we need to constantly remember this always because, I mean, we both do. We need to remember this because, you know, we make these goals in life and you get kind of, I guess, obsessed with it, right? And then you begin to realise that, you know, the the way, the method to get those things might involve lots of work sitting at the computer or lots of work distracted by the you're not seeing the magic you're not making time to go out and do the things you love uh because you're so obsessed with this goal and then you realize like what the hell like I just missed all this time this opportunity to enjoy my life and the thing is when we even get that goal and we get that desire like it's just a thing that we tick off. It's not like, oh, I can be happy now. Mm-hmm. And this is that whole thing. Like once you tick off a goal, you usually find another one. So somehow we all have to try and enjoy this journey and, yeah, create these goals and desires but make the way there amazing. Yeah, so I guess. And not, and not just like, okay, but amazing. Yeah, I guess it's like deciding like thinking about and like this is like goal setting because you know in goal setting we think about how we're going to get to the place we want to be we we think about the how it's checking in with your how like is that going to be a good enjoyable amazing field path or is it not because if it's not then maybe we shouldn't take that path so it's checking in with your how and i think you know we can use merry body as the perfect example here thank you merry body for being this great example uh when you compare it to like a usual exercise program, like a usual exercise program is usually promoted to just lose weight or like booty gains or some kind of other physical change. That's all. That's what it is. The how is through this slogging away, this uh, exercise that maybe you don't even enjoy, but someone has said you will get this result from doing it. So you just do it anyway, but you're Mm. not even enjoying it, but you might get the result, but the journey there was awful. Whereas Mary Body, on the other hand, is about enjoying movement, finding a way of movement, moving that actually feels good mm. and improves your mental health about yourself mm. as well, about your physicality, not just wanting to change but learning to accept your physical body. Mm. And so the journey from A to B of those same situations are very different. Yeah. So it's like checking in with like what's your plan? Like what's your how look like? Yeah. And I think – you know, it's this idea of like doing stuff with more intention, right? Like taking it to like work-wise and goals-wise of your career and like business, for example. It's like, okay, like we have this goal in mind. What does a day in the office look like that 
is like fun and joyful or uh, fulfilling? Like what do you have to make time for? And maybe that's like going out for lunch or <laughs> it's like that's clearly ours. We love going out for lunch. <laughs> It's the highlight of our day. Or maybe it's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make it a four-day week instead of a five-day week and that Friday or that Thursday is there to get out of the office and mm. get in nature, like go to the beach, go to the forest. And then I think it's like looking at the tasks as well mm. within the job or the work or the business because I think how we do that is so important and I'm talking like the mundane tasks that you probably don't enjoy that you probably hate the inbox is full oh my god it's so annoying I'm just going to rush through them all yeah yeah I mean again this is it seems so small but you know checking our inbox and writing back to the hundreds of emails we receive is pretty much a full-time job sometimes and if we chose to write back to those emails in like an annoyed, get out of my inbox kind of way, yeah. it wouldn't be a very joyful experience. No, no. So I guess what we do differently is now kind of we'll set aside the time. Like instead of just opening up the inbox and replying right away, yeah. you know, someone might not get an instant reply from us yeah. and that's okay because it's not urgent. Yeah. Uh, we then go, okay, let's reply to members now. Yeah. And you might jump into the inbox, you'll start from the top, I'll start from the bottom and then we'll meet in the middle. Or you might say, I've just posted in the Facebook group, there's heaps of comments, yeah. can we both jump in? And we'll do that. But uh, we'll enjoy it because we'll read them out to each other and we'll yeah. listen to this line or I'll copy paste and I'll put it in the team chat and I'll be like, look at this. Yeah. And I think it's like deciding how you're going to do something well, and I before think doing it. That, and that's very true. And I think it's also, especially when it's work, career, business, uh, so often we find ourselves in jobs that don't bring, you know, a sense of fulfillment or purpose. So when you're writing back to someone and maybe it's like stuff you really don't care about, like that's really hard. And that's when I think it's a good time to think, okay, well, I don't like this. Mm. Hey, I'm like, this is my life. I'm giving this job, like this job is taking my life because I need the money. All right. Like we, we can admit we need money to live, but I can work on finding another way to bring money in where I'm going to feel a more sense of fulfillment and purpose because I think that's really important because writing back to our emails is not a horrible thing because these emails are beautiful. Mm. And, yes, sometimes they're really long and, like, well thought out, like people are sharing their hearts and souls of us. So we need to take that time to share back that level of heart and soul. And, you know, it takes energy and it takes emotion like sometimes it takes me bloody half an hour to write back to one email and that's because it's big stuff and I want to show a level of care and love to that person. Because you do care. I do care. I care so much. Yeah. And I think that's why writing back to those emails, it's not a hindrance, it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's because of the work we've created. That's because we've decided that. Yeah. Like that's because and we we encourage that as well. Yeah. Like we encourage that level of connection. I think that is the difference between like deciding to write back in an annoyed way or 
deciding to write back in, yeah, this grateful way where you're yeah. grateful that someone took the time to write you an essay. Yeah, and then I think, you know, maybe you're in this work and it's like, well, you don't have that and it's not on the horizon. It's not anywhere in sight soon. Maybe later, maybe down the track. Maybe it's a little uh, drop of an idea in a big, vast ocean. So that's when instead of finding the, I guess, the purpose in the actual work, it's just having that integrity and respect for your time and your energy and your feelings, I think. It's knowing that, okay, I have a level of maybe control of how I feel about this work. How can I feel more grateful for this work? How can I feel more, like, better feelings for it? I feel like at least less uh, angst towards it, which then causes Mm. stress. And suffering. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, yeah, even if you don't have this connection to the purpose of whatever your work is, it's like, but your life is important and how you're doing your days is important. Mm. So it's, again, that decision to instead being annoyed by, I don't know if it's a complaint or something, it's the decision to just be like, okay, this is in front of me, but I'm just going to choose to respond in a calm way. Like I don't have to take it personally. Yeah. I can just – I know that this is part of my bigger picture. Like this is a stepping stone. And it's like it's all these little like little, I guess um, mindset shifts in how you are perceiving your own life in this moment. Yeah. Because you're, you're not where you want to be. Yeah. But you're definitely on a stepping stone to getting to where you want to be. Yeah. You have to believe that. Yeah, well, it's we had this conversation the other day, didn't we? Like the life conversation, that big conversation. What's the we meaning? We always of life? have this. Conversation. I know it's like the constant conversation. What's the point of it all? What's the meaning of it all? And the fact is that you know we don't know the meaning of life. We don't know the point of it all. Maybe the point of it all is just to live each day. Uh, and the cool thing is, is we get to decide how we live i mean yeah okay we can go into that conversation and segue a lot and no there's control governments are controlling us but that's like not where we want to go we never want to go to that conversation (laughs) Uh, but we want to go to the conversation where i get to choose the meaning i get to create meaning for my life and i think that is the whole point that we are these beings, I guess, who get to see and perceive and feel the meaning. And how do we do that? We do that with relationships with other people. We do that with creativity. Uh, We get to do that by simply observations, observing what's going on around us. Mm. So we have we missed the point of this entire episode of how we make a change in a more positive way i don't think so i think we got there i don't even know i don't know though and i'm just trying to like package it up with a nice bow i think that the real big thing we have to look at is how we're choosing to make the change really that is the biggest thing and of course asking yourself why am i making this change why do i want to make this change uh and when you are practicing self-acceptance, well, first of all, I'm going to say practice self-acceptance. Yeah. Because without that, then your how to get there and your why to getting there won't change. No. It'll be the same thing. It'll still create suffering. If you don't accept yourself now, you will still suffer You will through the change. And you'll get to where you want to be. You'll think you get there. 
and then suddenly you want to be somewhere else because you don't accept yourself anymore. It's just so funny, like this whole thing. Like remember when Dave told us, our old trainer, you, you won't love your body until you love your body. And like literally I was like, what the heck are you talking about? And like it makes so much sense now. It makes sense now. But, but back then. It didn't make sense. Back then I was like, I have no idea what you mean because all I want to be is skinny. I know. So I'll, I'll love myself when I'm skinny actually. That was my thought process. I know, and it's it's so clear now. Yeah. So if you're at that stage where, you know, you're not feeling that self-acceptance, <laughs> go back and listen to like a bazillion other episodes where we dedicate to the idea and the method of creating self-acceptance or join everybody. Mm. Uh, but it's it's such a simple truth. You won't love your body until you decide to love your body. And the cool thing is, is that you can decide to love your body right here and now, and you can choose to decide to love your life wherever you're at, right here, right now. And we can make changes even when we love ourselves now or accept ourselves now. So, like, that's important. I think sometimes we think, I can't accept myself now because I can't make changes then. But the truth is you can accept yourself and love yourself here now, exactly how you are, who you are, and still make changes. And know that by practicing self-acceptance right here, right now, know that the journey toward that change is going to be so much more full of joy and uh and gratitude and moments of bliss. And, oh, my, I just, like, had another aha moment. And then, you know, when you create that change, you realise that that was never the thing that would bring you the joy and that that magic anyway. It was actually the process of self-acceptance. Mm. Then you realise that the whole point of it is just to live and to be and to be free of your own self-suffering. Your own self-inducing stresses. Yeah. Well, you realize that everything you're looking for is already inside of you. Oh, my. You just forgot to see it. Well, it's it's you're blinded because of distractions. Of the muck. Because of the media, because of the obsessiveness of reading other people's social medias, of of what whatever all the stuff that's going on. Of the comparison. Oh, of- my. Of yeah, of everything that every all these external things are telling you what you should be, what you should have, mm. but then you realize actually I'm cool. Like, don't you think? Like, <laughs> this is this you anymore. begin to realize more and more why people choose to just like live off grid and like do it. You know, like I I'm actually seeing the reason why you do that now. Like, I'm tapping out <laughs> because this society doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> Like, I understand it. Like, I never would because, like, I like – I still like – And you like coffees. Oh, like, yeah. You like cafe coffee. I tell you what, though, like, espresso, once you go there, there's no turning back. I like, mean, I had an espresso this morning and it was very enjoyable. Except my, my last sip, I accidentally drank, like, it too fast, as Ooh. in, like, I put so much in my mouth. I was like, whoa, there was way more coffee in there still. And I was like, I didn't do that mindfully. Like, I had at least three more sips. Oh, my. And I was like – my mouth was like full of like full of coffee. <laughs> I was like, that's not good. <laughs> this is not good. Yeah. I feel confident with this podcast episode that we got there in the end. I don't know if we did, but like I feel confident. It's how. <laughs> it's the how and it's the why. And before all of that, it's the self-acceptance. Mm. Gotta do that first. Yes. Or gotta do that during. 
Like it can happen. It can coexist. I think it's a practice. It's yeah. all a practice. Yeah, it's and never it's, not. You're never not going to have to um, yeah. bring it into your life. And it's that whole thing of like ongoing. It's constant. It's every day. It's remembering again and again and again. And coming back to truth, like the truth that you are amazing just as you are right here, right now in every aspect of your life. But it's okay to want to make a change. But look at how the change is being made. Mm. Look at the driver, the reason, the motivator. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us for this episode. (laughs) For this ramble. (laughs) We'll be back in your ears next week with a brand new topic. Actually, I think we have a guest. And it will probably be a ramble with him. And it will be very fun. We'll see you there. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards... Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.